that fireproofing building material has been used since roughly 7,500 BC. What challenges might your character face when learning to make bricks? Could these ancient skills prove useful in a zombie apocalypse? Will I throw a brick at a zombie? Find out on this episode. Stick around to the end to find out what could possibly go wrong. Welcome to Writing Rule with Allie. I'm Allie and this is episode number 33, Historical Brickmaking. Today I have a special guest host, Elizabeth Jacobson. Elizabeth is the author of Not By Sight, a retelling of the biblical story of Joseph. It is currently a double semi-finalist for the Carol Awards. Having the honor of beta reading her book, I think she deserves them both. In honor of her book, I have invited her to host today, as I was fascinated by the way she worked in showing how bricks were made in ancient Egypt. So without further ado, Elizabeth, take it away. Hey folks, my name is Elizabeth Jacobson and I'm your guest host today. It's 4000 BC or 4080 and the 23rd year of the zombie apocalypse. You pick. Either way, your character wants to stay dry, not too hot and not too cold and relatively safe in their dwelling. What do they choose to build with? Bricks. These sturdy, insulating little blocks of earth have been used for thousands of years. We first have record of bricks being used all the way back in 7500 BC at a now historical site in modern-day Turkey called Tel Aswat. The type of brick used here was a very early form of what we call mud brick. We have record of mud brick being used in many different parts of the world, in the Middle East, the Americas, and in what is now India and China. In the Americas, we now know it as adobe, a word that the Spaniards imported when they reached the New World. The typical process for making mud bricks involves creating a mixture of clay soil, water, and organic matter, such as straw, chaff, or even animal dung. They are not fully made of clay. Without the binding properties of organic matter, a mud brick is not strong enough and crumbles easily. It's important to note that around the world, different areas have different soil types and properties. For instance, in the American Southwest, you can add sand to the soil and skip the organic matter, which can be undesirable in that it attracts insects and moisture or may rot away over time. For this reason, there's no single recipe for mud bricks. It's strongly advised that people do some tests and experiments with their materials before diving headfirst into mud brick making. However, there is a very broad ratio of one-third clay, two-thirds sand, and organic matter as necessary, which would, of course, adjust the fractional amounts. The mud brick mixture must be stirred and kneaded. Some cultures stirred it by hand, others with their feet. Different cultures traditionally required different kneading times, and some required that you let it rest and then come back and knead some more. I can't find an exact answer on this, but my guess would be that it's due to the different soil properties and weather around the world. The mixture would be eventually formed into bricks using molds and then left out to dry in the sun. Some cultures dried the molded bricks for a week, others for a handful of days, after which they were rotated onto their sides and then dried for months. Again, it all depends on the weather, humidity, and soil. Now, around 4400 BC in China, we have the first evidence of fired bricks. In case you haven't put it together, it would be pretty difficult to make mud bricks in the cooler or wetter regions of the world because they have to be dried outside in the sun. Fired bricks are dried in a kiln, eliminating that problem entirely. Fired bricks also don't require any organic matter or sand as a stabilizer. Clay and water will do. They are also much stronger than traditional mud bricks. Just mix up those two ingredients, mold, dry, doesn't have to be in the sun, and fire away. But be warned, you'll need a kiln that can reach temperatures over 600 degrees and possibly much higher, depending on the clay composition. Generally, the firing process could take several days. We have the Roman Empire to thank for spreading brick making across Europe. The Romans learned about fired bricks from the Greeks and first experimented with fired bricks around the time of Christ. Their legions carried portable kilns with them all throughout the empire. 
Typical Roman wall construction included alternating layers of bricks and rocks for added strength. Now, bricks are useful for more than just walls and building homes. Your character could encounter them just about anywhere, as they can be found as parts of, get ready for it, castles, keeps, roads, pavement, cisterns, well houses, bridges, fireplaces, hearths, basements, cellars, storm shelters, root cellars, retaining walls, irrigation, brick ovens, floors, archways, city walls, cathedrals, vaults, tombs, supporting underground caverns, and more. It's also important to note that bricks are only as good as the mortar between them. Mortar is the substance that binds individual bricks together, creating stable construction. For that reason, it's important that the mortar holds similar properties to the bricks themselves. For instance, it reacts to moisture similarly and expands and contracts with heat and cold at a similar rate. Otherwise, you'll get cracks. Mortar came in various types. In the Americas, a mud-based mortar was used. In ancient Egypt and the Harappan civilization in India, clay or gypsum-based mortar was used. Eventually, new forms of mortar were created. In the West, the traditional ancient Egyptian method was replaced by lime mortar made of slaked lime, water, and sand. The ancient Chinese developed sticky rice mortar in about 580, which was even stronger than lime mortar. It was made of a mixture of slaked lime and sticky rice soup. The still neat lines of the Great Wall are a testament to its strength. Lastly, it's important to note that brick making is a learned skill. It is either learned from someone else who knows what they are doing or it is learned through trial and error. And it's a skill that would be passed down from one generation to the next. Also, when a character moves from one region to another, they will almost certainly have to adapt their brick making process to suit the materials in the new area. Brick making holds potential as a way to make income in a historical or post-apocalyptic setting. While someone else might know how to make the bricks, it takes time, energy, and patience to make them in large quantities if they want to build anything. Hence the need for a dedicated brick maker in the area. It is also a great workout. Fun fact, the standard brick of today weighs 4.3 pounds or about 1.95 kilograms. Now for everyone's favorite part, what could possibly go wrong? Let me tell you, likely to go wrong, your character's mixture of clay, water, and straw slash organic matter, if needed, is proportionally off and the bricks are useless. Like I mentioned earlier, tests on materials are always advised before someone steams ahead with brick making so that adjustments can be made. Also likely to go wrong? Your character fires the bricks at the wrong temperature and or for the wrong amount of time that the clay type from their area needs, resulting in unusable bricks that may be cracking, crumbling, burned, deformed, or prone to water retention. Possible to go wrong? Your character uses the wrong type of mortar for the bricks. Like I mentioned before, mortar must have similar properties to the bricks it's holding together. In that case, the construction might crack if exposed to moisture, heat, cold, etc. because the materials are reacting differently. Also possible to go wrong? Your character didn't use the right kind of mortar and water got into the construction. It froze, defrosted, and then there was water leaking. This would be very unwanted in a house or root cellar and could be potentially deadly in a cistern or well, as it could lead to the water becoming contaminated. Unlikely to go wrong? Your character falls into the wet brick mixture while kneading it with their feet and injures themselves. Also unlikely to go wrong? Your character was inside their brick house when an earthquake hit and their house collapsed on them. Bricks are strong and sturdy, but they are not designed to withstand the side-to-side shaking motion of an earthquake. Improbable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character falls into the wet brick mixture while kneading it with their feet and hits their head. They fall down unconscious and drown in the muck. Yikes. Also improbable, but technically still in the realm of possibilities. Your character falls into the wet brick mixture while kneading it with their feet and hits their head. They fall down unconscious and when they wake up, they have hardened bits of brick muck stuck to them. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or my website at HeadDeskLiz. That's at H-E-A-D-D-E-S-K-L-I-Z on Instagram and Facebook. And my website is HeadDeskLiz.com. You can leave a comment or check out my book, Not By Sight, A Novel of the Patriarchs, which includes 
brick making, monotonous brick making, to be precise, very monotonous brick making. You can find this episode's show notes and helpful links to learn more on Allie's website, AllieHeart.com. Subscribe and follow Allie for more episodes. If you're on YouTube, you can drop her a comment. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing. Mm-hmm.